<laughs> Several cousins of mine and I got together with our BB guns and were actually shooting at each other. You oh, know? yeah, because that's know, what they're for, Because right? that's, <laughs> that's what cousins are for, that's not the BB co- guns. That's right, <laughs> that's what cousins are for. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 20 Minute Podcast. My name is Tony Dixon. I am sitting here with Pastor Rich Ball Vance. Hi. <laughs> you sounded kind of ominous. And, <laughs> was, it was supposed to be like an intro to a sporting event or something, oh. and it just kind of sounded a little creepier than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched or listened to any sporting events already. I right. don't even remember what that's like. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of events, this is going to sound like I'm just coming from off the wall here, but I... That's all right. That's I, a good place to come from, I, I suppose. Off the wall is fine yeah. with me. It's been so hard to find anything that's newsworthy other than this COVID-19 thing for a while. And I ran across this story, and I'm sure a lot of people saw it as well, but it, it was just so funny to me that I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And it didn't even happen recently. I think it happened a year ago, but it's just now making the rounds and it was in France. This fellow who was 64 years old, and I don't know what company you worked Man, for. Man, that's really old. I know, it's really old. It's it's a time when you think <laughs> need to be thinking about your health, right. you know. And it must have been an event in his life that his co-workers wanted to celebrate. And they decided to give him a gift of being the passenger in a military jet plane, Ooh, you know, okay. which a lot of people probably aspire to do that at some point. Maybe. Be, be <laughs> the, the uh, co-pilot, so to speak, in, yeah. a, in a like a fighter jet. This is a trainer of some kind. And so they arranged, and I'm sure had to pay quite a bit for him to get this gift of riding in a military fighter plane. I didn't realize that's something that you could actually do. Well, apparently, in this case, they I could. suppose if the, you have enough money, you yeah, can do just I, about I'm, anything. I'm sure. The problem is this guy had never expressed any desire to do this. <laughs> so they haul him out to this airstrip and tell him then that that's what he's going to do. And he started getting very nervous about it, and he was wearing one of these Fitbit-type watches, that had his his heart rate and everything displaying on it. Uh-huh. And as he's walking out to the plane, his heart rate's already up to like 140 beats a minute. Well, let me the, get this straight. They did not tell him no, at all ahead of time. He didn't know what was coming. <laughs> so he's walking out to the plane. His heart rate's already way, way up from where it should be. He gets in there and puts on his helmet and fails to strap it on tightly enough. That's part of the story as well. Oh and so they take off down the runway. They're heading up into the air, and of course, they climb at a pretty good rate, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. And not long after they'd taken off, they were up to about 2,500 feet is all, he went into a panic. <laughs> and apparently he was just flailing around inside the cockpit looking for something to grab hold of. Oh, no. Because he felt insecure. So, I bet there's all sorts of cool stuff well, to grab uh, well, hold of in there. Yeah, one of them is the ejection thing. Oh, no. You know, and so he grabbed hold of the ejection oh. switch or whatever and blew himself out, out, out of the plane. And then his helmet came off. Oh, no. 
Oh, this is so funny. So, but, so but, note to self, if you ever get panicked in an airplane, don't pull the big red lever. That's right. All right. He ejects himself out. <laughs> the pilot himself gets injured, I suppose, by the flying cockpit cover. Oh, sure. And gets whacked in the face by that. But oh, the man, man came down. He was all right. He landed safely <laughs> next to the German border. I don't know. This must have been very close to the German border. <laughs> and, and they land the plane safely. But it just goes to show that you can do things sometimes that you didn't think you wanted to do or even could do. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> if my friends did that for me, they would no longer be my friends. Oh my! I they just, wouldn't have a chance to do it more than once, that's for sure. I, I just see this guy. It's like a, it's like a, movie. a comedy movie. Yeah. yeah, Three Stooges or something. And that's as far as it goes. But it's just, I, I could just, this guy panicking and pulling the ejection lever and blowing himself out of the plane. Wow. Yeah, you know, although that's a pretty obvious example of someone panicking and doing something that was not smart. Yeah. I think that we probably all have done something not so smart in a moment of panic Oh, as yeah. Well. We get lured into something. <laughs> in this case, he knew on the ground that he should not do that. But he did allow himself to be pulled into that oh, <laughs> whole <man>. situation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Blows himself out of the- <laughs> Could you even imagine that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not wow. going to be able to quit laughing. Yeah, that. yeah that's good. <laughs> oh, yes. But um, So I don't know if he would ever do that again. I'm sure probably not. But uh, I would say that's probably a pivotal moment in his uh, life. I would say. And, you know, changing. pivotal moments happen to all of us. Uh, well, I don't know if all of us, many of us have sure. what you would call pivotal moments in life. And it's that point sort of where you realize something about yourself that is significant enough that you don't want to let go of it. Okay. Or sure. you want to get rid of it. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. Kind of like a moment of realization. Yeah, a moment of realization that something is significant enough that you want to either hang on to it or rid yourself or of it. Pull the ejection or cord. Pull the ejection cord <laughs> and get out of there. Uh, which brings me to another issue that I read about here in just the last few days. If people are familiar with the actor Mark Wahlberg. I understand that years ago he was actually a singer. He's a singer, yeah, yes. Back when he was a singer, I w- didn't know who he was. <laughs> you but, weren't into that style of music. N- no, huh? but when he became an action movie actor, then I found out who Mark Wahlberg okay, is. Okay, yeah, all right. Plus, I also saw his face uh, in High V yeah. <laughs> a few months ago, He's promoting some... Into the nutrition, nutrition stuff Nutrition yeah. yeah. So, But Mark Wahlberg, there was an um, article out on him the other day that was kind of like one of those pivotal yeah. moment type things for him as well because back when he was getting his career started apparently in the movie side of things when he was still a boy band singer he did a movie that portrayed a person that was not what you would want to be not so good now a porn star I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah and so now many years later he mentioned, he said that that's one of his big regrets that he had done that because he realized after the fact that it was not the witness to the faith that he held yeah. that should have been coming from him. One of the things that I don't know, I th- well, I think most people who have been around and kind of seen Mark Wahlberg 
in the news and different things that he's been doing know that he's a person of faith. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty devout Catholic, and yeah. he's out there about it. He lets people know. But one of the things that is kind of interesting in this article and just hearing about this whole situation with him getting into the movie industry from the um, you know, the music side of things is the fact that he did things at that time that he kind of knew were not representative of his faith that yeah. he had been raised in. Yeah, and it's interesting how we, you know, just like the guy going to the airplane, he probably knew just by looking at his Fitbit and realizing what his heart rate was that he should not be climbing into that 800-mile-an-hour military fighter jet to take a ride, but yet he did, partly because I suppose other people were egging him on, encouraging him to. And for many of us, we find ourselves in those situations where you know, we we know that this isn't exactly where we should be, what we should be doing, but uh, others are encouraging us in our weak natures, our human natures, our sinful human natures say, oh, maybe we can get through this without causing any permanent damage. Right. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. either to my psyche or to my faith. Yeah. You know, we always think we can push the boundaries as far as possible. Well, with anything that we do, there's... Well, not anything. I would say with most things that we do, there's that moment of kind of weighing the options and of saying, is this worth compromising what I believe in or what do I believe in? How much does this back up against it and push against what I believe, you know, when it comes to choices that we have to make, when it comes to actions? And I can't even imagine, you know, that's for the average person, those are probably not as public uh, decisions and out there in the open as actors and people in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. who claim to be and are people of faith. Yeah. We oftentimes try to separate ourselves. You know, there's this one part of me that is over here, and there's this other part of me that's over there. And what I want people to remember me for is the part that's over there, but I've got this over here part that's (laughs) still hanging around that everybody knows about. And that leads to, at some point, a point of regret in our lives. And those things can't, it's just like everything we post on the internet, you know, it's all going to be there forever and it can't be wiped out. So yeah, you have to really stop and think about the things that you do and say, and uh, are they appropriate for who I am? Yeah. And do they really communicate what you'd want them to? Yeah. How is that perceived? Rich, have you ever gone back and looked at the things that maybe you had written or done in the past as a younger person? And thought, man, what was I thinking? Or I guess the flip side of that is I was pretty smart or I was pretty pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's been a number. One of them that comes to mind that was uh, one of those, this was uh, not a very smart thing to do, was uh, when several cousins of mine, and I got together with our BB guns and were actually shooting at each other. You oh, know? yeah, because that's know, what they're for, Because right? that's, <laughs> that's what cousins are for, that's not what, the BB guns. That's right. <laughs> that's what cousins are for, <laughs> right. is to uh, is to shoot BB guns at one another yeah. and, and see if it really hurts or not. <laughs> and uh, so it, it was stupid. It was one of those dumb things that we all knew we shouldn't do. Fortunately, Mark, I believe, my cousin Mark, was the only one who actually got hurt when he got whacked in the ankle, if I remember correctly. Okay. With a speeding BB, but the rest of us came out okay, no eyes lost or anything like that. Yeah. 
not too long ago, uh, I found a videotape, and it was a, a video that uh, myself and a couple of friends had recorded when we were probably juniors in high school, so maybe 17, 16 years old, and it was labeled 4 a.m. Conversations. And so what we had done is we, we stayed up all night, because that's cool, that's what you do, is stay mm-hmm. up all night and, and just talk about all of the stuff in the world and just provide all of this insight yeah. for people that are watching this at some point in time. And, and as I watch back through that now, it's cringeworthy. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, 17-year-old Tony, that's great. Look what you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, <that's- laughs> You're not as funny as you think you are. <laughs> well, it's uh, at least may, hopefully you weren't wearing MC Hammer pants or something no. like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How old do you think I am? Well, that's, <laughs> I, my son has a video of he was he was quite a bit younger than that. I think he was probably eight nine years old, and uh, was quite an MC Hammer fan at Hammer that time. time. Okay, and those MC Hammer pants you know nobody wants to show up in a video wearing those things (laughs) those are the pictures that you as a parent you bring those up later on that's right at the opportune time (laughs) that's right but you know who i thought i was and what i thought i was doing and saying at the time it was different then you know than it is now in terms of who i am as a person and what i believe and that's just kind of how things go with us yeah we live life we change and that to me that's kind of the crux of it is that to a large degree, we believe that people cannot change. Uh, I think society has this, I don't know if it's a built-in belief or not, but that who we are is who we are. And so if we say that something has happened to us that changes us, particularly for the better, and I'm thinking about becoming Christian, being brought to faith in Christ, that we somehow are the exact same person we were. And we see that reflected because Christians remain sinners in this world. And the change that takes place is inside, we hope, on the outside. But it isn't a good reflection sometimes to the outside world when we don't live up to the faith that we proclaim. And we're told, Scripture tells us that that's part of what becoming Christian is about, is to understand the change that takes place in us, in our hearts and in our minds, and then using that change to transform hmm. our outward actions, sure. the way we live. And that's why this Mark Wahlberg story, I think, was kind of reflective of that. His regret over having been involved in things kind of unseemly according to his Christian faith has actually caused him to think more closely about his everyday life. Hmm. Sure. How his everyday life is lived. And as a result, he is a, as you mentioned, a very dedicated Catholic Christian and considers what his daily activities reflect in regard to that faith, both for him, uh, for the people who know him uh, because of his, his work, and also for his family. Yeah. And I'd say that's probably the key thing right there he mentioned in this interview was a regard for his family and his children that he has in following his faith on a daily basis. Yeah. So I got to ask you this. Did you happen to come across his routine, his morning routine that he goes through? <laughs> I know it starts like really early in the morning. He I think it's at like, like yeah, four o'clock. Like four so, o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and he does more every morning working out than I do this decade. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's a fanatic about it. Yeah. It's interesting. And I had heard this before we started talking about it 
that his routine is kind of crazy to, to see because he wakes up so early he involves elements of faith mm-hmm. as a part of that elements of of course of physical health that's yeah. very important to him but he'll go back and he'll say he'll say the very first thing the most important thing that that really frames everything else for the day in this routine is getting up and is spending time with god yeah. is praying yeah you know, prayer yeah, he makes Tom Brady look like a slacker. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, who doesn't? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, I had to throw a sports thing in there somehow. That's it's, right. It's, we it's haven't not, talked about sports in a while, No, have that's we? been a while. But <laughs> yeah, it's that integration of faith and life with that he's talking about is something that Scripture talks about itself. You know, uh, Paul in Philippians 3, and I know Philippians is one of your favorite books of the Bible— he just says, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're called to do is follow the example of Paul, the example of Jesus in our daily living and in our faith life and, and walking with one another. So that means that we're uh, always going to make the right decisions and everything from here on out, now that we're Christians, is thumbs up, A-OK, we're no, doing great. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Right. <laughs> The idea is to not let ourselves be conformed mm-hmm. to other people's thinking, yeah. to other people's ideas. We've got a model out there to shoot for, and not that that effort is in any way tied to our salvation, because it isn't. Uh, that's something God has done for us. Jesus died for us. He rose for our forgiveness and for our assurance of our salvation. But our example, our witness, mm-hmm. is to uh, let us demonstrate to other people what this all means to us and the importance uh, to us and how God has uh, revealed himself to us through his son and given us life, a life that we live and enjoy, and even though it has its rough spots, is one that is unlike anything else. That's what's so cool about this story with Mark Wahlberg is the fact that he doesn't just go and say, this is a big regret of mine. What he says is he's asked for forgiveness. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so he uh, appears to, at that point, understand that the Christian faith is not about attaining perfection. It's not about even being a good person. It's about the fact that we do our best, like you said, to represent Christ in that picture of who he is and his love for others in our lives. And when we fall short, whether now or 15 or 20 years ago, there's forgiveness and it's there for us. Yeah, and kind of a, a concluding comment to that then is that we need not have those regrets hmm. because that forgiveness has taken care of that. Yeah, we'll think of all, at some point, somebody will pull out that videotape or that photograph that convicts us once again of being sure. stupid or childish or foolish or whatever. But <laughs> um, at the same time, that's all in the past and it is all forgiven. And uh, with that, we have great joy. Yeah. Boy, that sounds pretty good. I didn't think that we would get that out of Mark Wahlberg. But... Well, I didn't either, especially when he started out talking about a guy ejecting himself <laughs> out of an airplane. That's right. But... but I suppose we don't have to panic, right? We, no, we no panic to. there at all. No, yeah. no flailing around. Just I'm feeling pretty calm about that's everything right, right now. That's right. Smooth and steady. Straight ahead. Yeah. yeah. You bet. Hey, how about you pray for us this time? I would love to. Let's okay. pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for... The example that you've set for us of what it looks like to show others love and show others compassion. Lord, uh, ultimately, when we fall short of living up to those things, uh, we thank you for your forgiveness and your grace for us. 
Lord, we thank you that you've called us to a life of following you and of uh, showing that love and that Christian life to others around us. We thank you for our time here today, and we just pray that you'd continue to help us seek after you each and every day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you ready to go get some Mark Wahlberg protein powder? You know, I heard, no, I think there's a Wahlburgers is going to open up in town here pretty soon. Oh, man, we better go check that out. I think so.